The following podcast contains adult themes and is suitable for mature audiences only. Hi everyone, and welcome to Where Are They Now? On today's episode, we'll be exploring the story of Tony Basil, known best as the quirky songstress behind the one-hit wonder Mickey. From pom-poms to the film industry, we take a look at Tony's interesting life and career. Just how big did Mickey become, and where is Tony today? I'm your host Adam Hampton, and this is Lyrics of Their Life, Where Are They Now? Tony Basil was born Antonia Christina Basilotta on the 22nd of September 1943 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in the US. Tony, short for Antonia, and Basil, short for Basilotta, inherited her love of music and performance from her showbiz parents as she was raised by her New Zealand-born mother, Jacqueline Jessica Anderson, who was a vaudeville and comedian, dancer, and acrobatic performer for a family's travelling dance troupe act, who even performed once on The Ed Sullivan Show. While her Italian-born father, Louis Basilota, was a renowned band leader and conductor for many orchestras, including for Frank Sinatra. Her father often performed in Las Vegas, so as a family, they decided to live permanently there, where Tony, as a child, could be seen by the stage fully engaged in her parents' performances. Tony, as a child, enjoyed listening and singing to music, with soul music being her main influence, with bands like Cool and the Gang and Sly and the Family Stone being her major influences. Tony especially loved to dance and show expression through dance, and trained professionally as a dancer from a very early age. During high school, Tony became head cheerleader for the Las Vegas High School Wildcats gridiron or football team, as well as for the high school's basketball team, before graduating from high school in 1961. Her experience as a cheerleader would play a pivotal role in her career in the entertainment industry, as she decided to relocate to LA for a chance at stardom. Tony first worked as a go-go dancer, before becoming an assistant dance choreographer to David Winters, and in 1964, at the age of 21, Tony made her debut as a professional dancer on an ABC program called Shindig. That same year, Tony made her film debut and was an extra in the film Robin and the Seven Hoods alongside Frank Sinatra as she was seen arm in arm in a particular scene with the popular crooner. Her next role was as an assistant choreographer in the popular film Viva Las Vegas while also featuring in dance scenes with Anne Margaret and Elvis Presley as the woman in the red dress shaking her behind. 1964 proved to be a breakout year for Tony, as she also featured as a dancer and choreographer on The Tammy Show, where performances from The Rolling Stones, James Brown and The Supremes took place. Tony was mesmerised by the moves of James Brown and as a performer, and ended up mastering his dance moves over time. All of this led to further work as a choreographer and extra in the film industry, 
working on films such as Village of the Giants, released in 1964, the Monkeys film Head in 1968, and her first role as a character named Mary in the 1969 film Easy Rider, alongside Peter Fonda. In 1966, at the age of 23, Tony also made her debut in the music industry, where she recorded a track titled Break Away and a B-side called I'm 28 for A&M Records, which was utilised in the film Break Away. Tony would work in the film, dance and music industry sporadically throughout the 70s, featuring in Five Easy Pieces with Jack Nicholson in 1970, and forming her own dance group called the Campbell Lockers in 1971, touring alongside Frank Sinatra. Tony continued her love of film by working on underground short films and dance films, as well as lecturing at colleges. During the 70s, Tony appeared in over 10 films, despite most of her appearances going uncredited. In 1973, Tony worked on the choreography for the film American Graffiti, followed by working on David Bowie's Diamond Dogs tour as a choreographer during 1974. She continued to work with Bowie over the years, building a solid relationship with him. Tony also performed on Saturday Night Live during the late 70s and sold out live shows at the Roxy in LA, performing covers. Tony then collaborated with David Byrne of the legendary band Talking Heads for their iconic music video for Once in a Lifetime. The quirky but brilliant music video saw David Byrne and Tony Basil's creative minds come together to create a masterpiece, with much of the choreography coming from Tony. The success of the video led her to also work on another one with Talking Heads called Cross-Eyed and Painless. During 1981, Tony Basil was signed to Radical Choice Records in the UK, allowing her to release her debut album. Recording got underway during 1981, with Tony recording nine tracks, including Mickey, and co-writing just one herself, titled Thief on the Loose, with the album's producer Greg Matheson. The album was called Word of Mouth, and was released to the UK exclusively on the 22nd of May, 1981. The album, however, struggled at first to take off until the release of the first single, Mickey, the following year. Tony landed a slot on the top of the pops in the UK, and from here, Mickey took off, rising to number two on their charts. The track then reached Australia, where it went one better, reaching number one. After being slow to the party, US label Chrysalis Records saw an opportunity for a hit record with Mickey, so they decided to sign Tony and distribute the album to the US. On the 5th of February 1992, Mickey was released to the public and the song became an instant hit with its catchy new wave rock influence beat, high energy vocals and chanting cheerleader style lyrics. Tony Basil would burst onto the scene with this huge party hit that saw her be labelled as a potential star in the making and became a theme song for many love-struck teenagers during the 80s. Mickey would peak at number one in three countries in total, including Australia, Canada and the US, number two in the UK and the top ten in three countries, including South Africa and New Zealand. In total, it would sell an impressive three million copies worldwide. Mickey was actually a cover version and was originally called Kitty in 1979, released by the band Racy, known well for their hit songs Lay Your Love On Me and Some Girls Will, Some Girls Won't. Kitty was a minor hit for Racy, but instead of being called Kitty, Tony changed the lyric and title to Mickey so she could sing about a male character instead as her one condition. 
Tony also added the iconic cheerleading chant line, Oh Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine you blow my mind, hey Mickey. Which only just made it onto the record, after the record label was slightly put off by the idea, labelling it as corny. Tony would highlight her love and major inspiration of cheerleading in the music video, as she was seen in the iconic clip in her real Las Vegas high school Wildcats cheerleading outfit, prominent red lipstick, and pouting into the camera as she danced about with lots of quirky energy, unique moves, and sass with her cheerleading team, despite being 39 years old when filming the video. The music video, which was completely choreographed and directed by Tony, remains a popular one today and influenced the success of the song itself. The music video for Mickey even made it into the Museum of Modern Art, being recognised as one of the first official music videos. While Mickey would later be placed into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for being recognised as a groundbreaking song of the 80s. Over the years, the rumour would circulate that Tony chose the name Mickey to represent the Monkees drummer, Mickey Dolenz, who she was rumoured to have developed a crush on during her time as choreographer on the set of the Monkees film Head in 1968. However, Tony dismissed these claims, stating that she didn't have much to do with Mickey while on set. As Mickey rose up the charts and took the world by storm, Tony Basil released her album Word of Mouth in the US this time around, and eventually it rose to number 15 in the UK, 22 in the US, 27 in New Zealand, and 43 in Australia. Despite seemingly strong single releases, including the songs Nobody and a quirky Devo-style song that was added to the US release that she co-wrote, called Shoppin' From A to Z, Tony struggled to score any further hits from the album other than Mickey. Following the success of Mickey, and despite her album Word of Mouth struggling, Tony Basil was given another shot with her second studio album. During mid-1983, Tony released her first single called Street Beat from her self-titled album. Street Beat was yet another quirky new wave chanting style track, but unfortunately it was a flop as it failed to chart on the Billboard Hot 100 and only managed to chart at number 63 on the US dance chart. Following this disappointing release, in December 1983, Tony released her self-titled album, but this time around it failed to chart at all, missing the Billboard Hot 100 altogether. Despite this, Tony released her next single titled Over My Head, which was arguably the best track on the album, featuring a great rock rhythm and even a slight guitar solo. Although Over My Head limped into number 81 on the Billboard Hot 100, it did make it to number 4 on the US dance chart, and received quite a bit of radio airtime for a number of weeks. A music video was co-directed and choreographed by Tony, and was even nominated in 1984 for an MTV Music Video Award for Best Choreography, only to lose to a worthy opponent, being Michael Jackson's Thriller. However, after this release, things started to go downhill for Tony, with her next single titled Suspense only making it to number 42 on the US dance chart. Her fourth and final release, called Do You Wanna Dance, failed to chart at all and would simply be Tony's last chance to salvage her career as a musician. Due to the second album struggling to match the success of her first, Tony was dropped by Chrysalis Records and her career as a solo musician came to an end. As Mickey wasn't really an original of Tony's, she left Chrysalis Records with little to no money to her name with Tony estimating that she made just a few thousand dollars, as the royalties didn't really come her way. For Tony, however, 
this wouldn't be the end of her career in the music or entertainment industry. In fact, she went on to have quite a successful one. While she faded off from the mainstream as a solo artist, Tony worked on a number of tracks with the quirky new wave band Devo, providing her vocals on a couple of tracks for them. In 1987, Tony worked with David Bowie once again on the music video for the track Time Will Crawl and also provided the choreography for Bowie's Glass Spider tour with the pair remaining lifelong friends up until his death. Tony would go on to work mainly as a choreographer for dance scenes in films such as Peggy Sue Got Married, My Best Friend's Wedding, The House Bunny, The Legally Blonde Films and Charlie Wilson's War as well as TV shows, awards ceremonies, and for Saturday Night Live. Over the years, Tony has worked on Bette Midler's tours as choreographer, including her 2008 and 2009 tour, as well as working with Tina Turner during the same year for her 50th anniversary tour. In recent times, Tony appeared on a number of occasions as a guest judge on the program So You Think You Can Dance, due to her incredible contribution to the world of dance over the years, as she is held in high regard as a top choreographer. In 2019, at the age of 75, Tony Basil even provided the choreography for the film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood after director Quentin Tarantino hired her for the job as she was instructed to teach Leonardo DiCaprio a few dance moves and even starred in an uncredited role dancing alongside Margot Robbie. Today, Tony Basil is 78 years old and is still involved in the dance and film choreography business to this day. Despite her age, Tony is as fit and energetic as ever, and still has all the moves from her early days. She continues to run dance workshops and tutorials for those looking to learn, and continues to direct and be the choreographer for short art films. While she is remembered in the music industry as a one-hit wonder for the legendary hit song Mickey, and she is regarded as an artist that possibly could have gone further, had she been given the right songs to perform, Tony appears to have no regrets and is a well-known and respected figure in the world of art and dance to this day. Thank you for joining me everyone for that episode featuring the story of Tony Basil. I hope you enjoyed that episode. For more information regarding this episode, including weekly updates and more, head to our Facebook page at Lyrics of Their Life Podcast or our website at lyricsoftheirlife.com. If you really enjoy the podcast and would like to give back for the hard work that goes into it, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave a review on iTunes, let your friends know about what they've been missing out on, and click the free subscribe button to the podcast so you can receive new episodes direct to you when they become available. If you would like to support the podcast financially, then feel free to head to Patreon, where you can pledge your support for as little as $1 a month. Every bit of support is greatly appreciated, and it means I can continue bringing you more great episodes in the future. Once again, thank you all for listening. I'm your host Adam Hampton, and this is Lyrics of Their Life.